Stone gets the puck after the draw. Petrangelo shoots, save, and a rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson finds the puck in the slot, pots the rebound, and the Knights are back in the lead, 3-2. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. With Hounded, oh, and a tip puck and a shot, they score! Michael Abadio, the Knights win it in overtime! 5-4 Vegas! A double overtime victory for the Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the Back in our familiar territory into the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the fourth time in six years. How incredible is that? The Toronto Maple Leafs just won its first series since 2004, and the Golden Knights are into the third round for the fourth time in its six years of existence, and they haven't gone two years without being in this situation it's a wonderful run that this franchise is on, and they seem to be gaining some momentum as they eliminate the Edmonton Oilers in six games, and we want to talk to you. Open up the phone lines right now, Chapman. 702-876-1340. Take them off hold. There you go. boy. <laughs> 702-876-1340. Light them up. Let's see who's first in order. What were you most impressed by? In the victory by Vegas over Edmonton, and what was the key to victory? Those two things can be different items mm-hmm. when you break it down. So I want to know, what were you most impressed by, and what was the key to victory? Chapman, answer the phone first, and then find a pen. <laughs> all right? You can just text us. I, I know we're all in the same room, but you can just text us the names. Um I'm not going to give too much away, but I am going to say that I was wrong in my assessment of getting a goaltending win because I thought Aiden Hill last night was absolutely sensational for the Golden Knights. It was a rocky start, and I think the most impressive thing for me, not so much in the entire series, but the simple fact that in the most important game for the Golden Knights in this series, the closeout in Edmonton, Aiden Hill's performance was phenomenal, and that's one that impressed me the most. Edmonton Stars didn't come through at the right time, and Vegas, with their core and their stars, certainly did. And you saw the team game versus the stars tilt towards the team game as it went along and finally took full control at the end in what was a going-away performance. So let's start things off with Stephanie on line number two. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show, and congratulations on Vegas getting to the third round. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I'm doing great. I sound terrible still. I went to the watch party last night and screamed a lot. Um, (laughs) Really glad that the organization puts on these watch parties. They're a lot of fun. It's the first one that I've went to uh, this postseason, and I will definitely have to go back out if they do another one at the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, it, um, it will happen for sure. We, we kind of moved them around. Uh, we've been over at uh, Stadium Swim and mm-hmm. at Red Rock Resort and Casino and at uh, the Dollar Loan Center. So uh, locations for everybody. Yeah, it, it's 
it was it's really great. Um, the Dalton Loan Center one is especially fun. Um, I didn't bring my kids, but I, I kind of regret that now because they let the kids just kind of run around down the field watching the game. Um, it's just a really great environment and even more fun when it's a win. Um, the the section that we were standing in was part of the like retractable area. So when we were jumping, when Marcy got uh, the hat trick, it was just shaking. Banging, yeah. So what were you most impressed by, and what do you think was the key to victory? Um, I was just impressed by the team being able to stay disciplined. Um, and, and, I mean, I was worried with Petrangelo and Nurse coming back off of their suspensions that it could be a little little feisty, a little scary, um, but they stayed disciplined. We really only had the one penalty that put us at the disadvantage, and they killed that off. Um, they didn't get rattled after the start. You know, it was, what, three minutes into the game, and we're down two to one. Um, they didn't get rattled in, uh, in true fashion for the series. We had to make a comeback, right? Like, they got the goal right away, and we thought, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to just, Nope, they went down and they just, you know, something about mounting the comeback against the Oilers was what we had to do every game we need, got to win this season and uh, this season, this postseason uh, against the Oilers, and it was awesome to see. Uh, stick around because I'm going to let you know what I'm hearing as far as uh, start times for the two conference finals as we get into it. But uh, thanks, Stephanie. I'm glad you had fun, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you at the next watch party as the Vegas Gold Knights uh, will get into the Western Conference final games. One and two guaranteed to be at home, and then three and four will either be in Seattle or Dallas. Rick, mm-hmm. welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What a great day, gentlemen. What a great day. Just to be celebrating with everybody and enjoying this wonderful Vegas Golden Knights team. What were you most impressed by and what was the key to victory? I'd say just Aiden Hill's uh, short-term memory, as, as most goalies have to have it. You know, you, you're you going to get scored on, like uh, Lauren said in the beginning, and you have to just forget about that. And to let the first two shots in to a, I'll go with air quotes, journeyman goalie, and then to just put that wall in front and say, no, there's no more coming in here. That was impressive. And what I think really solidified the win is the entire team buys into Bruce Cassidy's system. To see Jack Eichel below the red line playing defense in, the, in, their, in, the, you know, in the, their zone and just watching everybody buy into this, it shows you what a team can do when you, when you have a complete team as compared to a couple of fantastic, great players. It just shows me So I love hockey so much because, yeah, a goalie can give you a couple wins, but a team is usually going to win out if they play well and play for each other, which these guys certainly seem to be doing. Yeah, and there's nothing that stopped Bruce Cassidy from loading up his lines and going head-to-head with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Coaches have done that in the past and tried to match that way. Uh, very different philosophies by the two coaches in this series, Rick. I agree, and it just shows that uh, Bruce Cassidy shouldn't be sitting on our bench. I'm glad he is a thousand percent. They they fired the wrong guy there in Boston, so I'm sure glad that our ownership group had the foresight to say, "What a mistake! We need him now." Uh, thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. Yeah, I you know I I agree with a lot of what Rick said there. I think that uh, for the Golden Knights, the ability to lean heavily on their depth, lean heavily on the fact that they were able to roll four lines, and that you know I I kind of I I had the idea of throwing out 
maybe that top line of Stone, Eichel, and Stevenson in spots in game number five. And the Golden Knights really found their footing in terms of the back half of the series. And I think that they eventually, by virtue of being able to be more balanced, wore down the top stars of the Edmonton Oilers. If you don't know the numbers, 702-876-1340. Welcome everybody in who's on this bandwagon. You uh, might be new to the program. We're here every day. From 4 until 6, Monday through Friday, through the entire National Hockey League season, following the Vegas Golden Knights on the Vegas Golden Knights uh, flagship station, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to the phone lines we go. Mike, you're on the VGK Insider Show. And I will echo not only what the guy said before me, but what you just said. This is the place to find out more about hockey than an average person would ever know. And I appreciate you guys more than you know. Uh, I guess that's obvious, or I wouldn't be calling all the time. Uh, the the thing I will echo with the other two callers is that what Shane and and uh, Dave said in the nighttime at noon show, they were talking about all the Canadian teams that seem to fail, especially Toronto, and they're saying, and I love them to death, there's no better t- uh, announcing team than those two. They said, well, you got to lose a lot before you win. No, No, you don't. No, you don't except for the worst call in the history of hockey, the VGK would have been in the Campbell Cup final five out of six years that it has existed. And that is because our structure and our organization, as you Canadians call it, is as good as any I've ever seen in the history of sports. Wouldn't you agree? It is extremely adaptable and focused on winning. That is the primary compliment that I can give Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee mm-hmm. is they don't hesitate to try and win every single day. Yeah, and other franchises just say, oh, it's not our year. We'll get them next year. <laughs> it just doesn't happen with the VGK. It happened once. Five times out of six, guys, you know, eat cake. I'm sorry, but the VGK are the best-run organization in hockey, and that's the way it is. And so what you impressed you the most? Figure it out. What impressed you the most, and what was the key to victory? Well, what's impressive is, is the whole organization puts out a team that can adapt to a coach that changes on the fly. And nobody changes more than, than Bruce Cassidy. I, I'm sometimes I'm appalled by the things he does in practice. And then I realize, well, this guy knows everything there is to know. So not there's nothing bad you can say about the way they run the ship. It's it's quality. It works most of the time, and I'm in, I'm just so proud to be a VGK fan. I, I've lot latched onto this amazing team. So, so what was the key to victory? What was the, the key to victory? Was coaching mostly. Uh, Jay Woodcroft. It started with the two minutes in game one, and it it ended with not starting the correct goaltender. We've got a better coach. We've got a better team. And just one more thing, as I know you need to move on, when is ESPN going to consider the NHL a major league? Because they sure don't yet. Yeah, that was a programming issue that uh, fell under the ESPN uh, umbrella and trying to navigate uh, Sunday Night Baseball and have it on the main channel. And it, it was a conflict that, uh, that quite honestly, we all knew was going to happen at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just feel feel comfortable it was uh, a seven o'clock start here 
it was great for us. We didn't get <laughs> inconvenienced at, at all uh, when it came to that. That's the beauty of living on the West Coast. Like everyone's got it right here that, that lives in Vegas. Not only do you have a fantastic hockey team to root for, but you also have even the late starts yeah. are not too late. Not bad. And Michael, I, I learned a thing or two about that this last week. I know you did. You, you got it good when you're back home. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines on line three. Michael on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, guys. How you doing on this Victory Monday? We're enjoying every minute of it, pal. Me too. So there's a few things that I want to say like about your questions, uh, the keys to victory and stuff. But it would be it would be criminal if I didn't show appreciation to Aiden Hill mm-hmm. because he came in. And, and I'm all for storylines, but the everybody made it seem like he was this unexperienced kid coming in, which he was, but they made it seem like he was scared for the contest, and I don't think he was. I think he was ready. Well, Michael, there, there was an unknown with Aiden. He'd never played in a Stanley Cup playoff game, never started a Stanley Cup playoff game, and you never really know what you're going to get the same as Jack Eichel had never played in a Stanley Cup playoff game at the start of the playoffs. We were wondering what we were going to get, and we've seen really positive responses on both sides. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be scary to go in against the best player in the world, but I think he did really good when when he called upon. Like the, like the story has been all year, you know, next guy up helps us get through um, whatever adversity we need to. Well said. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Michael. Yeah, you know, and on the topic of Aiden Hill, and Darren brings up a great point because there there was unknown, right? You, you get a player coming into a situation where it's their first dabble in playoff hockey. The, the 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 intensity is ratcheted up. Everything means a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, just midway through this series, all of a sudden, Aiden Hill is the guy. Like, he has to be the player that he was in the regular season prior to getting injured. And for for Aiden's sake, he was able to find that. Sean Burke's done a phenomenal job with all the goaltenders all season long. And just the fact that the Golden Knights can continue to put somebody in and get the results, it speaks to the work Sean, Sean Burke has put in. It speaks to the goaltenders themselves as individuals. And it speaks to Bruce Cassidy and the team that plays the structure in front of them. Calls are stacked up to 702-876-1340. Everybody wants their say on the Golden Knights going back to the Western Conference Final, the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the fourth time in six years. Fernando on line one. Hello. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, Got to give our VGK uh, team a, a gold checkmark. Um, series number two um, accomplished. And um, like the previous caller said, Aiden Hill, I think 38 saves in a row, something like that. And... Um, and I was watching, when I was watching the game, I noticed, you know, Bruce Cassidy, he's cool and calm. And the other coach for Edmonton, he was lost. He was, he was like, shaky. He was, like, a, a lost in the woods or something. But um, my MVP um, has to be um, uh, Bruce Cassidy and the coaching staff, like um, Ryan said, um, Sean Burke, just um, coaching up the goalies. And it, it's just a tremendous job. And um, can't wait to see, uh, can't wait to see the next series coming up. Do you have a Let's preference? Do you have a preference, Seattle or Florida, who will play? Or sorry, Seattle or Dallas, who will play Game Seven? No, it doesn't matter at no. all because we got the team. This team is is built to move forward and, and win the cup. And um, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. There's Fernando on uh, line number one. Over to line three, and Kevin on the VGK Insider Show. No, no Kevin. No Kevin. All right. Uh, who is next there, Mark? Mark, uh, Mark uh, welcome to the show, pal. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. Um, 
I think my biggest thing is it whatever we're doing, and I'm assuming this comes from Bruce Cassidy and the entire coaching staff, but the, I think the word is just trust. I think our whole team works together, and um, you don't see anyone get down if someone you know misses an assignment or anything. Um, you hear in the post game that Cassidy calls them out on it, and then they just seem to make corrections and keep moving, and they just they trust. I mean, you you watched last night when when uh, McDavid has it puck in the corner, and the defense just goes and covers the corner of the net. They don't even go let them skate in circles over there, and they just work hard and work as a unit. And I think ever since Christmas, I don't know what happened. They just turned it around from then, and maybe they all just got on the same page, but it's just been trust the whole way, you know, the rest of this season. They've been on the same page and all working as one. Yeah, I, you use the word trust. I'll use the word accountability mm-hmm. with, with Bruce Cassidy and his players. Does that uh, yeah. work for you? He definitely he holds everyone accountable, and I like that. I mean, everyone has to do their part, and if there's a weak link, then he'll call you out on it. And there's nothing better than hearing that, especially as a fan, because you want to make sure that everyone is doing their part, because it all it takes everyone. What was the difference in victory? Um, I just think that we had a game. We had, it looked like we adjusted as the series went on, and um, Edmonton couldn't adjust. They kept playing their, the game they knew, and we adjusted to that game, and then they were stuck just trying to keep running into the same wall, and we just, we had an answer for what they were trying to do, and it, it held on, and it just, we, we were better. It's a keen eye. Well done. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking part and open phones on this Monday on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, the, the idea of accountability, buy-in, trust, whatever word you want to put there, uh, you can see it in the way Jack Eichel played, and and it's been something we've talked about throughout the entirety of the year. I got overzealous and started talking about it in preseason, but Jack Eichel's buy-in on the defensive side of the puck, playing the right way, there were often times in Game 5 and in Game 6 where Jack Eichel had massive, massive shifts in the offensive zone where he was doing a lot of the dirty work along the walls, winning battles, holding on to pucks, and those to me were were great turning point situations. And then also at the end of the game, closing it out, Jack Eichel, stride for stride, stick length for stick length with Connor McDavid. The buy-in from Jack Eichel on the defensive side of the puck has been phenomenal to watch. Uh, There's a trend here in all the, what was the difference in the series and the key to victory last night. Uh, We'll get to that and lump it all together for a little synopsis in a little bit. But uh, back to the phone lines, uh, line number four. Stephanie, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great today. Excellent. I am doing excellent. I slept like a baby last night with visions of disappointed Oilers dancing in my head. It was just beautiful. I loved it. Just felt a little <laughs> bit better after the nastiness of the series, didn't it? I did. Well, you know, I I don't mind the physicality. If you go back to the first series against Winnipeg, it was physical, but nothing ever felt dirty. This season with Edmonton, like this series with Edmonton, especially Game 4, felt dirty and unnecessary and i'm glad we were able to silence every single person that said that edmonton was the winner and that we were the underdogs what was your key to victory um honestly like what the other caller was talking about you know buy-in from the entire team bruce cassidy was able to course correct look at things that weren't working fixing things that you know building on things that were 
um, every single person had a part, every single person on the ice. I mean, Jack Eichel, um, what he did offensively and defensively, Marcia his hat trick was amazing. Um, even White Cloud and, you know, the adversity that he had to deal with because of, you know, ignorant comments from people that have no business making stupid comments. Um, every, it can be summed up by that five minute major kill. Yeah. Um, every single person on that ice mm-hmm. contributed to that success. And and I think that that contribution has has been really one of the big keys for the Golden Knights. It's, it's another thread that we've been pulling on throughout the majority of these playoffs. It's it's been depth and and getting contributions night in and night out from a, a bunch of different people. And I, I think that that could certainly be looked at as a key of this series, where the Golden Knights had a different hero on every single night, and it really did feel at times that the Edmonton Oilers were kind of waiting around for Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl to impact the games in the back half of the series. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were good starting off. I mean, Dreisaitl had those six goals in two games, but after game three, he had one point. Yeah. I, I think it was game three that neither of them had even a shot on goal. And, I mean, if I was an Edmonton player, I'd be looking at their coaching staff and getting mad as heck seeing those two guys have twice as much ice time, yet they have nothing to show for it. Didn't have much, but it was still the smallest margin of victory. Like we can all enjoy it, mm-hmm. but boy, if you weren't tense going into last night or tense after the first period last night, then uh, I'd get the the heart check because it's not working properly. It, it was it was a series in which the team overcame the stars, but it wasn't one of those slam dunk. Easy peasy. Uh, the team game is the way to go all the time. The stars are still valuable. Mm-hmm. The stars, I don't think, were used in the proper way as the series went on. Would be what I would look at it from a from an Oilers perspective. I think you burn the candle on them. I, I just you know you look at kind of game five and thank you Stephanie for the call. You look at game five and game six and it just felt like. Mm-hmm. In those key moments down the stretch, there wasn't that next gear from Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. And I think when you're when you're playing as much as they have been playing, you're kind of trying to get away from that matchup, especially in Game Six of, of William Carlson, the, the job that he did. Uh, we haven't even talked about him yet, but he was fantastic once again in the series. Um, I, I think that the Golden Knights had the advantage, and and it worked out to a six uh, to a six game victory in round number two. And it's hard to play 23, 24 minutes as a forward. Yeah. In that type of environment with heavy minutes and hard minutes and go every night and still have something left in the tank for the next game, whether it's a game seven or a game one in the next series. And last year, you saw that fizzle out for Edmonton in the third round as they got by the Calgary Flames. They didn't uh, happen to uh, be able to pass the baton ahead and uh, and advance this time. Anthony, you're on line two. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, no, um, I mean, the game last night was, was absolutely incredible. After the first period, you know, we're down 2-1, to one and, um, you know, but it, it never felt like we were ever out of that game. There was no panic, um, you know, uh, and I think that's been the story of the entire season, or, I mean, uh, well, season, but series um, as well, uh, just cool-headedness, and, I mean, it, at any point, you know, they, they, they don't, freak out, it's not, you know, forcing things that seem like they've really held it together, um, especially down the stretch in the series. Um, 
And then uh, with, with the defensive play of Jack Eichel, you know, at the beginning of the year, people were talking about him not back-checking at all. And uh, the growth from that to, uh, to now is, is uh, definitely a, uh, a view of what Bruce Cassidy has done for this team, you know, and the accountability and everything that everybody else has been talking about already. Yeah, I think the Jack Eichel evolution has been uh, impressive for both people in this area of the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and as the National Hockey League uh, audience on a whole, what he's been able to do. The guy finished a very heavy plus player during the regular season. Yep. And so far in the playoffs, he's 11 games, and he's plus seven. Mm-hmm. Like that, that goes along with the team lead in goals and the team lead in points, but plus seven. Uh, which is is right up there w- with the tops on the National Hockey League team going into the into the third round of the playoffs is also impressive. Not to not to mention for Jack just in this series, right? Nine points total over the course of this six game series against the Edmonton Oilers. The the ability to play defense, the ability to buy in in that spot has been huge for Jack. Um, and as you mentioned, the evolution it's been season long. But we're starting to see kind of more awareness of it because he's getting it done at the toughest time of the year in his first foray into the playoffs. 702-876-1340. It's Open Phones Monday, and today we are celebrating a berth in the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Back to the Western Conference Final for the Vegas Golden Knights. Line number two, Casey, you're on the VGK Insider Show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. So, going to sound like a broken record, um, obviously, Aiden Hill, when he let in those first two goals on two shots and then coming back from that, that is an outstanding. Also, you just touched on it, um, Jack Eichel, his back-checking and being able to finally get that part of his game going, um, I, I liked. Um, and then I would say the keys of the game was just the resilience of the team. Um, yes, we got the first goal this time, but they still found themselves shortly after behind the eight ball, and they were able to fight back, win the game, um, but some something that not a lot of people talk about is keeping, I mean, we touched on a little bit, keeping Dreisaitl and McDavid to a minimum uh, and was overlooked a lot in this uh, series, and I think he did really well in being able to guard those guys the entire series. You just uh, blipped out there. Was that William Carlson that you recognized? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, for doing a great job at uh, taking care of McDavid and trying to limit, limit his um, power status. Uh, Dreisaitl with six goals in the series, four of them came in game number one. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, then uh, in the latter and final three games, uh, he was kept off the score sheet, uh, virtually silenced. Connor McDavid had uh, had five and five through the first six games of the series, or sorry, uh, in the six games of the series, uh, but never got away from you, despite some pretty impressive efforts. That, that duel in game five, was one of the most memorable games that I've witnessed firsthand between Eichel and Connor McDavid going back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was fantastic. And you know, again, when you when you look at everything at the end of this series, and you look at where Jack Eichel stacks up at the end against Connor McDavid, you look at five on five production. It, it was fantastic, or even strength production from Jack Eichel. Seven even strength points in this series to Connor McDavid's three, and the the only goal that Connor scored five on five in this series happened to be his goal 55 seconds into game six. Here's the thing with the power play. Actually, I'm going to hold on to that, uh, okay. and I'll give you an idea <laughs> of uh, of where the power play is a big advantage and how it can bite you, and it can be through no influence of your own. 
and it can still hurt you uh, having a world-class power play. But uh, back to the phone lines. Uh, Rob, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, guys. It's a great feeling knowing you're playing in a couple of days. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> it's the best. Oh, I'm, I'm so stoked. My voice hopefully will cover just to tear it apart again. Uh, I think, listen, I love Bruce Cassidy, maybe because I'm an East Coast guy, but I love that he brought an East Coast mentality, you know, get in front of the net and play defense. And in the beginning of the season, they weren't having it. And then somewhere it clicked. And now you have the speed, the skill with that. And then Barbashev and Bluger. I mean, look at the movie. He, he benches Amadio, who was playing really good. But he just goes by feel, and it, it just worked out. Bluger, nothing fancy, no goals. But he does the, the dirty work, and that's what you needed against Edmonton. And Edmonton, they didn't want any more of it. I mean, for some reason, they moved that game from Friday night to Saturday I think we would have won if we played Friday night. We would have won up 2 nothing. Why'd they move it to Saturday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? That kind of took the, you know, the, set, you know the, the wind out of our sails. But I, thought, I just thought we, we dominated. You could just see when they weren't getting the power play and these guys, like you said, McDavid was playing out, that sends a bad message to the team. You're a team until you get to the playoffs, and then you're basically telling your other guys, you're just not good enough to beat. You know, this team, that, that sent the bad message. And I got to give Jack uh, Eichel credit. I called in a while ago. I got to a little argument about Jack because I didn't see a superstar because, you know, as a fan, we always look at goals. We always look at, you know, how come he don't have, you know, 50 goals? But it's kind of like the Carlson thing. For, for a year or two, I didn't like Carlson because of what happened. You scored 47 goals your first year and then nothing. But now I have a whole new appreciation for Carlson because he does everything really good. And that's kind of how I look at Eichel. He may never be a, a consistent 40-goal scorer, but I could see him just being really good at everything. And to me, that's, that's more important. And uh, I just, I'm just happy with the whole team. I'm happy for the coach. And I'm happy for the fans. That, Like I said, we get to watch him, hopefully, for another two series. First two games of the Western Conference Final will be at home. I'll give you what I'm hearing about start dates for the two conference championship series in just a little bit. Uh, back to the phones. Jason, you're on the VGK Insider Show on line number three, if you care. Gentlemen, how you doing today? <laughs> Good, buddy. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm all about VGK, and we're better at 5-on-5 five five and all that, but I think something that needs to be brought up, and I think you alluded to it earlier, when you have a world-class power play when you have the best that's ever been you're going to be looking for fouls and you're going to tend to flop here and there when it's possible i think the refs last night halfway through that first period i looked at my wife and i said they're letting them play tonight all the ticket tax stuff that was being called one two three game four last night they were like that's enough and they let us play and by letting us play we got to stay five on five and it was clear we were better on five and five and at the end of the day that's that yeah, that's the, the issue. One of them, when uh, you're leaning on a power play, is if the standard on that particular night is a little looser with the two guys that are doing the game, then it's not going to benefit you nearly as much. And the standard was probably more to a traditional level last night. Yeah, and I think also, like you you guys didn't mention burning uh, dry sidle and McDavid as much as they did. They yeah. were exhausted by the end of that game, but... At the end of the day, we got to play. We were better on fives. We were on fives more than them. Marshy with that amazing power play in the uh, not power play, excuse me, hat trick in the second. Amazing night. I'm going to be flying high off this till game one.
Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, I love it. Love the enthusiasm right now. You know, and it, the idea of finding different ways to win. We, we've talked about the Golden Knights all throughout this season, right? That this has been a team that at times has been able to find ways to win. You go back to game number one. What do the Golden Knights get? They get two power play goals to saw off what the Edmonton Oilers were able to do on their power play. The same, a similar type of situation in game five where the Golden Knights get two power play goals to erase a deficit, go up in that game, and, and really kind of break the will in that moment moment of the Edmonton Oilers. I think what you're seeing from the Golden Knights or what you saw throughout this series was more range, more ability to win different types of games. And the Edmonton Oilers, if it's not necessarily on the power play, uh, they did not have enough to hang with the Golden Knights 5-on-5. The the debate was, could two guys beat the Golden Knights? Mm -hmm. The two guys got stopped. It was close. Mm -hmm. It was really close. And if a couple of things uh, bounce their way, may- maybe it works out the other way. But the depth of Vegas was able to counteract the leaning on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Time for one more. Chapman, can we finish one more? Yep. All right. Uh, Keith, you're on line one on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. I appreciate taking my call. Um, kind of touch on what the last two callers said. I think uh, Cassidy did a hell of a job. I don't think he gets enough credit for what they do right. He gets to blame when they do wrong. Uh, Carlson, oh, my God. Not only did he shut them down, talking about the Eichel, or no, I'm sorry, not Eichel, but not only did he shut them down, he played a hell of defense throughout the whole series. I don't think he gets enough credit. And I don't care who they play. I just want to see them. It's nice to see them play again this year. Thank you, guys. Forgot the fact that uh, he he welcomed his son into the world, too. (laughs) Right in the middle of the whole darn thing. And was going on fumes. There's a guy who could use a few days between games. And it does sound like we will get a couple of days between games. Uh, Ask people for uh, what they looked at as being the difference and the key to victory. It could be the same thing. It could be two different things. Uh, Chapman, Ryan Wallace, uh, let's hear from you. So, to me, like the key to victory in this in this series for me was that the Golden Knights were the deeper hockey team. They they had guys on every different night step up and make plays. Right, like Zach Whitecloud's goal was a huge one in the context of this series. Nick Haig's goal, a huge one in the context of this series. William Carlson's contributions, his ability to shut things down defensively. Jack Eichel, his ability to not just go toe-to-toe, point-for-point, essentially, with Connor McDavid, but also make a difference on the defensive side of the puck, too. Then you factor in, we, we talked about it going into this one, how much do the Golden Knights have to score on the power play to mitigate what the Oilers are going to do? Uh, they got... Two wins in this series where they effectively sawed off what the Oilers did on their power play, and then the other two, they didn't allow a power play goal. That's just phenomenal work, and I look at the difference in this series being a deeper hockey team, a better hockey team, five-on-five, won the series. Chapman. I'm on board with, with what Ryan said, but I think a little bit more to that, it was a total team effort. Like, I know Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez, they didn't do a ton of things that showed up on the stat sheet as far as goals and points. But those guys, with the shots they were blocking, I mean, Riley Smith was out there blocking shots last night. I mean, that, that to me, sent, sent the message to me that these guys are all in. They've totally bought in. And then the other aspect for me is, 
I think the play of Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. Like me and Ryan were talking about it a little bit before the show, and usually a team is going to have a drop off from their first goalie to their second, but this team hasn't missed a beat. I mean, Aiden Hill came in cold, right? He hadn't played in, in, in so long. And I and I almost think about maybe getting him in there in game two mm-hmm. was was one of those things that maybe Bruce maybe I mean, obviously you don't ever foresee an injury, but hey, I need to get this guy some some time in case I need to use him. I mean, it just seems like Bruce Cassidy's pushing all the right buttons. And, and I don't think that if you were going into this series with the idea that the Golden Knights would finish the series with Aiden Hill between the pipes, that it would be Vegas winning the goaltending battle. But they did, and they did handily, and I think that's probably the most surprising thing. And more to, more to what you were saying about the two-man team, after Game 2, it almost seemed like that two-man team was reduced to a one-man team because Dreisaitl kind of fell off. He he. he didn't show up very much on the stat sheet. Not on the stat sheet, no. Uh, had chances. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, a guy like that, you're not relying on chances. He not needs when to you score four goals in a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got to capitalize. And, and, well, he was kind of pissy last night. Well, they they made a change on their penalty kill, Vegas. Mm. And it was, it was there in game number one. And... Edmonton was able to circumvent it. And then there was an adjustment to that that definitely uh, threw the Oilers' penalty kill into a little bit of dysfunction. Mm. And that was that was a big difference. Uh, uh, they were pressuring a little bit higher, uh, but not afraid to collapse. And they always had somebody over on Drysaddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Drysaddle still had a golden opportunity last night yeah. uh, when, when, when the power play goes on for a while. Like, boy, oh boy. But... Uh, but then it came down to a little bit of tactics and then will. Mm-hmm. On, honestly, on the, on the penalty kill, the five-minute major that Keegan Colasar took mm-hmm. in, uh, at T-Mobile Arena, that, that was a turning point in the series. Yeah, It, it absolutely was uh, uh, the moment where Vegas was able to stand up to that power play. And I think they gained a whole lot of confidence uh, from that, which spilled over to the power play last night. That yeah. that was a turning point in the game last night. Edmonton gets their power play to get them back to even standards. Mm-hmm. And it didn't click. Yeah, And in, in the front part of the series, you're intimidated. That might go in. There's a better than average chance that goes in, mm-hmm. but there is a different confidence level in their penalty killers, and I didn't think that Vegas would be able to win that battle. Mm. Hold your own with power play goals, sure. half. Yeah, you, you hope that, but win it PK to power play. Mm. As the series went on, they they took control of of the power play and were able to convert and gain momentum from it. Yeah, and you know, you, you look at the conversion rate in game 5 for the Edmonton Oilers and it doesn't tell you the whole story of the confidence that the Golden Knights gained on their penalty kill and quite simply if if not for kind of a a, a mistake or or a linesman being in the way in the neutral zone, perhaps the Golden Knights get out of that one without giving up anything. I mean, it was just a, a great Pick up from Connor McDavid to kind of get that that play and 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 steal the puck there in the in the neutral zone. But Mark Stone uh, gets to that puck a hundred times out of a hundred if he's not going through a, a, a linesman. And and I think that that you look at the fact that the Golden Knights were staring down a five minute major and effectively got their clears. Really did a good job of 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 limiting the chances and and found a way to end that five minute major with a lead. 
It was huge because I, I think you're you think you're right on the money. When when Vegas was able to do that and they were able to stand up to it, it felt like it took away the superpower of the Edmonton. Every Oilers. person watching that game, mm-hmm. whether you were on the Vegas side or the Edmonton side, was thinking, "There's two here, yep, and maybe three. Mm-hmm. The Vegas fans are saying, "I hope they don't get two, and definitely not three. But with a five minute major, you're thinking, "Oh, this is set up. Like you've seen this before. Yeah. It, it's nasty. Never mind with that power play. The way I the way I looked at that major was it was going to be the defining moment of the series. Like if they got out of that, still in the lead, I felt really confident about them winning the series. If they had given up three goals or or two goals and Edmonton ties it, all of a sudden it's almost like they 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 pull momentum. But and you they, don't have one of your best penalty killers, well, in, in the, Petrangelo, who was suspended. But for that the other game. the other aspect of that is I think these guys like when I heard Mark Stone speaking about Keegan Colasar after Game Two, I got the feeling these guys were not going to allow him to be. The fall guy. Like, they stepped up because Keegan Colasar stepped up, and and they're a team. I mean, they are a total team. We've heard a lot about depth. Mm -hmm. And it's been reiterated over team game versus the stars. Uh, My buddy Darren Elliott has a great take on why the Golden Knights' depth was so impressive. Because both teams iced 18 skaters. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good players on that Oilers team. That could have been depth or complementary pieces, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't compared to the 18 skaters and the 12 forwards that the Vegas Golden Knights had. I'll bring you that next, plus some inside the series numbers that point to how Vegas was able to win it in six games. We'll take a break. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Thanks to all the callers leading us off on this Monday. This will be a short one, but the depth discussion. Mm -hmm. Depth versus the stars. And two guys can't win you the series. They can't even as great as those guys are. It was close. They needed some supplementary help. With Leon Dreisaitl, who fell off as the series went along. Connor McDavid, who was still electric right down to the very end. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't lose because of Connor McDavid. Uh, But uh, Darren Elliott, the Olympian uh, and broadcaster on AT&T Sportsnet uh, during our course uh, of games during the regular season, said this. uh, The thing about depth is you have to identify roles. Mm. And stick to them. And that's what the Golden Knights uh, are built on. The Oilers have depth. But we don't know how good they really are because they were never asked to fulfill a defined role other than taking up some minutes to get the other guys some rest and then go back out. Mm -hmm. Defined roles and buying into those defined roles. And you witnessed that with the fourth line. You witnessed that with uh, uh, William Carlson, Riley Smith uh, playing as well as they did. Uh, and then uh, featuring a different winger halfway through the line. Uh, I, I just thought uh, that that was right on what mm-hmm. Darren said. Depth is, everybody's got depth. Yeah. How you use the depth and how good the depth is. And Vegas has really extensive depth but used it in a much different fashion. Yeah, the idea of of the clearly defined roles and and utilizing that as a as a puzzle piece in in how you have to put together a team in order to win. Uh, it, we're always smarter when we 
when we get these tidbits from Darren Elliott. I know. He's a, he's so yeah. brilliant. Uh, I love it. the fact that he listens every day as well. Uh, more from uh, maybe Darren Elliott. Maybe he'll call in. Uh, we'll also bring you some sound from last night after the convincing victory in the waning minutes. Uh, and it was in the waning minutes because I make it sound like it was going away. It was uh, fantastic. But uh, we did get to enjoy it uh, at least for a little bit. And some stats inside the series for you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Ask you the same question I put to you guys following the first round series. If you're going to select a best player for the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup playoffs, now you have two rounds to consider. Mm -hmm. This is not a first round and then a second round answer. This is Mm -hmm. a whole evaluation. Who are you going with? I want to know that in hour number two. Sit on it a little bit. I'll marinate. Chapman, you got to come up with one answer. It can't be a top three. (laughs) One answer. And I will give you guys Mm -hmm. the fact that you may have a different answer right now Mm -hmm. than you offer up in five minutes to what you would give me in 35 minutes or tomorrow. Because every time I think about this, I seem to come up with a new name. It's probably fair. Uh, it do, that doesn't surprise me. I, I am curious to see how many different people Chapman does name before arriving at one. And he will go down that route. At least three. Nope. Mm, nope. It's my guess. Nope. I'm, I'm He's going to have to really hold himself to that standard. Just say the name and then shut off his mic. <laughs> That's what he's going to have to do. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.